1: It's Big Chris in the green room.
2: That's me on the left. Me on the left. You guys on the right.
1: Yo, yo, yo on the right. Who's up in
0: the motherfucking house? <laughs> <laughs> can we swear on this podcast or not? Yeah. Oh, you can fuck man.
2: yeah. Fucking so, pussy. In the first four minutes of my podcast yesterday with uh, The Dead Love, I can't tell you how many cunts were dropped.
0: Hey, mate. <laughs> Fuck it, mate. <laughs>
2: well, that's the thing. It's a, over there, it's nothing. Australians have potty mouths. Part two of the Horseshoe Diaries, and welcome Curtin and Adam from One Bad
1: Sun. Yo, yo, how you doing? I th- that was the first time I've ever said that. Okay, all right, I take gonna. it back. I thought so. We have a fan already. Yeah, they're everywhere. You
2: guys said you wanted to scope chicks out in the window here. uh, We need need some video
0: footage just to let the listeners in on this one. It's like uh, Dog the Bounty Hunter. I'm going to say this quietly.
2: It's like Dog the Bounty Hunter's wife on meth. That's what it is. Okay, I'm gonna try and keep it quiet so she doesn't like try and hurt us. Uh, we're here in the we're here in the front window of the Horseshoe Tavern. One bad son, you guys are gonna be here tonight. Kurt, I'm gonna start with you because you have a side gig, or maybe it's your main gig. I don't know. You're a lawyer, right? Like you're a yeah. No, the main gig is rock and
0: roll, and that's it, it's uh, it's it's what I do. It's it makes me who I am, and I'm yeah. I'm lucky enough to have a second passion that's also a career which is yeah' I'm, I'm not like i don't do other types of law I do all entertainment law so right yeah i'm not doing like Niche. wills and and uh, divorces you know but it, it's <laughs> yeah. it's all entertainment law, which is awesome man yeah uh,
2: do you ever uh, you must get asked by other friends like on the road or bands that you tour with for like advice how do you mitigate that there's a lawyer term mitigate how do you mitigate people and friends asking you for free advice well you know honestly like i'm
0: lucky enough to have like so many bands that we tour with, um, they're they're my clients now, oh, right? And, not only
2: are they my friends, they're also my clients. <laughs> totally, yeah. Yeah, totally,
0: man. Whether you know, whether it be the Lazies or the Wild, or you know, and big, you know, household names sort of bands, and um, I, I always give free advice, man, like because I you know I've been doing this for like a decade, and you know, uh, there's so many things I wish someone would have told me when I started out playing music, you know, and mm. ultimately my thing is like it's very rewarding to be able to. Make, help musicians make the most of their careers because it's already tough enough to make it in this biz as it is um, but like signing a bad contract can really really hurt right yeah. and so yeah honestly man like so if, if anyone listening ever has questions just email me that's like, that's, I give a lot of free advice and that's how I get you know, so many good clients in the long yeah. run you know?
2: does anyone else in the band have a side gig Adam
0: Hicks is a gigolo, and he, uh, and he also like he's 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 got a burgeoning career in, in porn. So like you know, um, it's been quite impressive to see that that career grow.
2: His solo project of porn is getting so big that it's causing issues in the band, right?
1: I can literally do anything I want on the road because Kurt can just clean up my mess the right, next yeah. day. You know? <laughs> yeah, that's right.
0: But not that kind of mess. Though. Like not like not, not that the puddle, kind of kind of if you will. Yeah. Okay. It's good to specify <laughs> that part.
2: <laughs> now there are two. Adam's in the band. Do you guys, how do you differentiate? Because obviously, like, I have, I'm Chris with a K. So whenever where there's always, like, another Chris, everyone calls me Chris with a K or Big Chris or K sometimes for short. How do you guys, when you're in the van, when you're on tour, how do you differentiate?
1: Oh, we got little nicknames. I'm usually Hicks. Um, Yo, Hicks. Ad- Yo, Hicks. Yeah. Um, Adam, Granny's, like, a foot taller than me, too, so it's pretty easy. Yeah, okay.
0: Well, and, and one of the nicknames we have for Hicks, uh, which he doesn't know, but... Again, it's related to the porn things we call them donkey
2: dong. <laughs> so uh, you know, donkey dong hicks. So that that helps. Wow, we're we're uh, just passing the five minute mark here, and we're already into my next question: Who's got the biggest dick in the band? <laughs> so Actually, I, you know, we haven't. We're not like ho- we're not like hockey teams. We haven't.
0: Uh, I'm thankful I haven't seen the the other guys uh, Johnsons. You know, it's. I never got that out hockey, guys. Right? Like yeah, it's yeah. always like, let's all look at each other's units. Everybody you
2: know? knows what everybody's packing. It's true. Yeah, we've kind of kept
0: that, you know. And I like that, you know, familiarity breeds contempt. You know, you, wanna, you, <laughs> you, want, you want some distance, you know.
2: <laughs> yeah, you don't want any jealousy issues, you know. We're all artists. We're all sensitive. We're all insecure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, let's talk about uh, Raging Bull this is new. Uh,
1: it's been blowing up. Is it not your fastest and highest charting single in Canadian rock? Definitely, yeah. Uh, six or seven weeks, and it's number four already. Like, wow. We're uh, yeah, we're losing it. It's great. Like, there must have been a feeling. It sounds like in the even
2: in the studio. Like, as soon as you guys started laying that down, there was some kind of a vibe. Like, this is going to be a song for us.
1: Yeah, we finished pre-pro with our producer Gavin Brown, and yeah, we laid it down and listened to it, and we're like, okay, that's going to be a single. yeah, we're pushing that one. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. It's a good, uh, it's a
0: good point you bring up, Chris. Like, it's funny because like we, we always had a good feeling about the song. We knew it was something, but but you never know, right? Like that's the thing. Like, you, um, I mean, the, the industry is always changing so much, right? Like, all we have is our gut instinct. Like, yeah, we had a gut instinct, but like at the same time, when we released it, I was like, "Fuck, is this is this gonna connect?" Right? Like, is it's been two years since our last record or last single. Like, do people give a shit about us anymore? You know. So it's a great. Bloody feeling that it is blowing up the way it is.
2: I know there is a uh, big fan of yours back in Kingston, and I spent a lot of time in Kingston, and Brian... Who is so, I I hope he listens to this podcast because I know he does follow. So I don't even know if he's ever listened to any of my podcasts, but I do know that he follows some of my social media stuff. So I hope he listens because it's just because he's such a big fan of you guys. Yeah, yeah. Like within five seconds of you guys releasing that, he was sharing it. He was all over it, singing your praises all over Facebook. That kind of reaction is probably why you guys do this.
0: Honestly, yeah, we we don't take any fan for granted, man. Like that, We've been doing this for 13 years, and it's like, you know, those kind of reactions, like, that's what keeps, that's what gets us exposure to another five friends, you know, and we've always kind of done it, like, one fan at a time. That's how OBS operates. We, we've never been the most trendy band. We've never been, like, you know, embraced by the the, the big mainstream media, you know, Immediately, So it's like one fan at a time, one show yeah. at a time is how we've done it, you know?
2: Yeah, and the one thing I'll say about your band, too, is uh, I've seen you guys, I think since the single Scarecrows, like, like I think as far back as that, I saw you guys in small, small venues, and then eventually, you know, small venues that were packed, and then eventually, like, kind of bigger venues that were packed and then bigger. Every time I see you guys, it's kind of like a larger crowd, and it's even even crazier. Um, it's nice to have that build. But going back to those first singles like Scarecrows, or, or you go to those early records, like you say, you guys have been at this for a while. Um, how do you feel your sound has evolved? Because I, I think Raging Bull and, and the new record, I'm assuming, is going to sound very similar. Uh, I think it, it has more of a—it's more mature. Do you guys feel that way? I don't know.
0: No, that's a, and that's a great question, dude. Like, and Hicks can elaborate on this more. Like, honestly, it's. Um, I feel like we've always just. It's been thirteen years, so Scarecrows came out. I think we we're eight years in, right? Two thousand twelve. So that was eight years into our band uh, Genesis, you know. And um, I, I guess the one unifying theme is we, we never chase trends. We never like we just we've kind of operated in, in a bubble our entire career, uh, and that's a, a strength for us. But it. For eight years, it probably felt like a weakness because no one got right. it right. Um, but then once you once you find that sound, and all of a sudden people connect with it, like you don't you don't sound like anyone else. Like we sound like OBS now, yeah. right? Um, I think with this this album and Raging Bull and, and the rest of the album, it's like the focus is just on, on becoming better songwriters. You know, like we, we've written songs that connect with maybe hundred thousand people. How do we make those songs connect with a million? Because why not, right? Like, that's right. that's why we're doing this, is to connect with as many people as possible totally. and,
2: while still remaining true to ourselves, right? And You talk about that bubble, too. Like, you guys kind of work in a bubble. I guess maybe be based out of Saskatoon, that's a bit of a bubble unto itself. Like, I remember the first band that I really noticed coming out of Saskatoon was the Sheepdogs, and you guys were kind of all kind of... Like, there was kind of the same couple of years that you guys kind of came out of the woodwork in Saskatoon, too. Is that bubble kind of like uh is there a
1: scene there like is there other bands that we haven't discovered out of saskatoon that may may show up eventually uh yeah like um we live back in saskatoon now and yeah the, the scene there is great like it's it's a smaller scene but yeah there's good musicians and like good music fans there which is the big thing like for a city that size there's quite a few good live venues and people always go to go and see the music and um it's kind of like so it's got that thing now. If you're from Saskatoon, you you, you kind of want like, oh man, like I should be writing some music. Like this is what we do in this town. Kind of like that's good though. Yeah. Oh, that's great.
2: Like. Um, uh, and, and then uh, I, I'm curious too. Being in Saskatoon, you guys don't have uh, like Saskatchewan doesn't have a, a hockey franchise. You have the Rough Riders, the CFL. But where do you guys go? Do you go to Alberta or do you go to Winnipeg?
1: Who's your team? Diehard Leafs fan. Leafs fan. Yeah. And, he, and he's not. He's not just pandering to the listeners here. No. I... Uh, I was the second child from my mom, and so she kind of knew what was going on. And she said to my dad, like, it's like, yeah, it's time. Let's go. And my dad's like, oh, the, the game's on. She's like, oh, OK, well, wait till intermission. We can go at intermission. No big deal. Right. I think, I think he's watching Wendell Clark. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> So it's been
2: bred into you then. It has been. It's yeah. been an abusive long distance relationship oh, for you out in Saskatoon
1: over yes, the years. Yes, then. very abusive, yes. Yeah. <laughs> but this week I'm here and I'm I'm hoping for the best.
2: So yeah, it must be awesome to be in Toronto around this playoff buzz that's been going oh, it's on. It's crazy. C M W rock
1: and roll in the Leafs. Well and the Raptors and we, yeah, see th- we just need the Jays to kind of pick up a little bit yeah, on that. that yeah, the Jays. I'm, I'm literally, I'm in
2: paradise The here. Jays right now are the redheaded stepchild of the <laughs>
0: Toronto sports scene, right? The, the only downside, like, the quality of the OBS show depends on whether the the, the Leafs win or lose. So <gasps> if they lose, Hicks, I wouldn't say the quality goes down, but it's a lot more aggressive. You know, like, the, yeah. the show, the guitar is aggressive.
1: Like, he wants to smash it into the end. Yeah, like, if the Leafs lose and you're in the front row, like, bring your helmet and maybe even a visor. <laughs> Uh, One bad son.
2: I love your vibe and I wish you guys nothing but the best in the future. It's been great hanging out here at the shoe. And uh, have a great show tonight. I'll be hanging around. Hell and, yeah. Yeah, looking forward to catching you guys. I've seen you uh, a couple of times, Merchant Tap House in Kingston yeah. a couple of times. And then if you guys did do a K Rock Party cruise, I wasn't on it. Did you guys get on one of the cruises?
1: I can barely remember. I think I remember playing there. I don't
0: know. Like, that was like. For all four of us, the worst hangover we've had, like as, as long as I've, I've known my, my my bandmates, like the next day we were just completely wrecked.
2: Really, after the cruise, was it? Oh, the, yeah, well, it must have been the motion of the ocean, right? The- uh,
0: yeah, that and yeah, the amount of liquor consumed. But it was yeah. I, I threw my back out that night. <laughs> Like, literally, like I couldn't walk the next day. So that's kudos to, to the, the crews. Yeah, kudos to K-Rock for getting one bad sand <laughs> Fucked
2: up! <laughs> uh, awesome, guys. Good luck on the show tonight. And I think that um, also... Uh, there was some clearance that I could uh, maybe get one of your songs or something. You guys are going to do something at Soundcheck and I'll take something off the board feed. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I'll check with management and double check hey, hell on yeah. that. Yeah, but Let's uh, do
0: it. we are management.
2: Oh, you guys are management? Okay, so that's awesome. All right, cool. Co manage.
0: Hicks and I. <laughs> yeah. All right.
2: All right. Co manage that Jad Pecker of yours.
1: <laughs> oh, goddamn. All right.
2: <laughs> he's been on FM Rock Radio in Canada for over a decade, but he's been smoking weed for way longer than that big chris in the green, the green room the green room the green room so the sound check didn't happen with one bad son to no fault of theirs or even the horseshoes i understand it's canadian music week they have a long lineup of bands to showcase we didn't get a chance where we didn't have the time to uh do a off the stage recording for uh the podcast and i get that you know the green room podcast isn't high on the horseshoes priorities And that's fine. That being said, however, uh, if you have not heard Raging Bull from One Bad Son, minutes ago, just before I published this podcast... Uh, They went to number two. They talked about their quest to go for number one. Raging Bull is their highest charting single thus far in their career. Now it's sitting at number two. I have a feeling it's destined for number one and wishing those guys the best. Here is the legally available amount of Raging Bull that I'm allowed to play on the podcast. We talked about it on the before. Can't exactly spin entire songs, but I'm allowed to play snippets. And here is Raging Bull, now the number two rock song in Canada. There's a little taste and uh, incentive to go check out Raging Bull. The band is One Bad Son. It's available everywhere, whether it's through iTunes, Spotify, etc., etc. And if you're not familiar with their back catalog, here is uh, another uh, snippet, the legally allowable snippet of songs. Because Kurt said he's a lawyer, right? You don't want to mess with these guys. I I don't want to copyright infringe them. Uh, So anyways, here's Scarecrow's... (laughs) Another big song for them, It Ain't Right. Here's another <laughs> legally allowable snippet.
1: It ain't right to put our lives into the
0: hands of thieves and liars. And I know you say I'll have to wait in line
2: for now. And a personal favorite, Black Buffalo, uh, One Bad Son. They are out there. They're on tour this Thursday, as a matter of fact. They're at the Merchant Tap House in Kingston, my old stopping grounds. Uh, I believe Dave still owns it. Hi to Dave if you're listening to the podcast. And hi to my all my friends back in K-Town, the 27th, Thursday, one bad son at the Merchant Tap House. All right, I'm out. Have a great day. Enjoy the week. I don't know what it's doing in the weather in your department, but we're looking at, I think, 16 degrees and sunshine here in Newmarket, Ontario. Have a good one.
1: This was another edition of The Green Room, podcast imaging written and produced
2: by Quarter Inch Creative Services. Hear more at greenroompod.com.